a Lifetime original podcast. Oh, Naomi, what do you want to talk about? Just like how we You're back. Yeah, it's like you're, okay. you're talking about like, oh my God, <laughs> Megan, you've really lost it. I love a Lifetime movie. Free Atlantic City hotel room. Girl, dream bigger. Megan, I've missed you. You're back, baby. Maybe Melanie read Gabrielle Union's memoir. This is a man who will take you to AC on a first date. The con of Virginia. What does he do? Am I saying con right? <laughs> I thought it was can. Who am I to judge? I got poker chips for my third birthday. <laughs> How many times have I said, I don't want to see dryer sheets in this house? They're for lazy people. You ever heard of fabric softener? Your problem is, you don't listen. How many times did I say, I don't want this house? $500,000 is gonna wreck us. What are you doing? I'm cleaning up. Leave it! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi McParrigan, joined today (laughs) by... The woman herself, Mama Megan Gailey, is back, honey. Mama's here. (laughs) Okay, you guys, listener, you need to know. I mean, you will maybe see a clip, but Megan, honey, she did not come to play. She's giving us a feathered look, okay? Hair curl, eyebrow Mm -hmm. in, touch a blush. She said, yes, I had a baby a week ago. What are you no, it's, doing? It's a, it's now been four weeks. Um, four I'm I'm still not cleared for activity, um, <laughs> but they, you know, I, I think if I was called my doctor, can I do my lifetime pod? Um, so she said yes. So that's why I'm cleared for sitting activity. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And I've missed you. Okay, you were saying this um, when we were doing our little debrief before, but Naomi and I used to voice memo each other constantly. Constant. Um, and And it's, there's been a drop off. And I've been like, she forgot about me. She's moved on. Of She's course at Tom. not. I She's said Sydney. Sh- <laughs> I just assume I'm like, you are truly out here bringing a life into this world. You do not need to hear my voice, especially because... Right, he sleeps a lot. Conrad sleeps yeah. a lot at that age. So then I was like, the last thing you can do is like listen to a voice note. Because Lord knows we can't have my my voice coming into his dreams, ruining ruining his childhood innocence. But the thing is, he loves your voice, okay? <laughs> he gets excited when he hears it. He knows your voice more than he knows his own father. Because I've just been playing the podcast for him. And like, this is what mama's got to get back to. But I'm excited now that I'm back you know, obviously to be watching these films. Right. And then also, t- I hope there's an uptick in our voice memoing again. Oh, absolutely. Because as soon as I saw you had written, I was like, these are my thoughts on this movie. Now, here's a question, though. Is Conrad, like, are you just, like, holding him while you're watching the movie? Do you put him away? <laughs> away. Okay. See, I don't know what parents Away. Means. Do you put yeah, him in I put bed? Him out, I, I put him outside. <laughs> um, And I say, not go- if you get thirsty. <laughs> No. So I watched the movie yesterday and I kept being like, I got to watch the Lifetime movie. I got to watch the Lifetime movie. Like, it's so funny to be like, I'm going back to work. And you're like, 
Step one, watch Lifetime film. Um, so CJ took him for a walk. Okay. Um, and it was his first walk, like, without me on it. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and watch as much of the movie as possible. And then he came back. I think I fed him while I was watching some of it. And then I laid him on this little thing that we call an air mattress. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. an air mattress. Is it like a little donut? Is it like the big donut-y thing it's, where he's in the middle? That's a, that's a boppy. Oh. Um, this is, I don't know what the hell this thing's called. It's like a, it, it kind of looks like a carpet, but it's like, it's got padding. And then there's like mm-hmm. an indent for okay. his little body to go in it. <laughs> so I put him in that and he slept next to me while I was watching it. But I did have my headphones plugged in. Yes. So he couldn't okay. So he's not getting it, any of the darkness. But if he woke up at any point, he, he was close enough to see it, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so... I think by osmosis, he felt it. <laughs> he felt it. Oh Lord! I mean, I can't decide if are we are we raising a little feminist by starting him yes. on Lifetime so young? You know? Yes, but I'm hoping. I was saying this the other day on stage. I have done stand up already. <laughs> Truly mentally ill. Um, <laughs> that I hope by the time he's older, that there's a different term than male feminist uh-huh, because uh-huh. I have had sex with some male feminists, and I gotta tell you, didn't feel that feminist. <laughs> so. I I think there's a I I don't I don't love men who self-identify as yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know I don't know what we'll call them by you know, like we'll be like I I'm a monthly just... subscriber to Planned Parenthood. Like what is gonna be the term? <laughs> just good person. Okay. Because yeah. I do agree that, you know, male feminist is the kind of thing that you Ooh. say if you're the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Because exactly. there's certain things that do not need to be um or should not need to be touted. And if you're yes. the person touting them about yourself, it's like, mm-hmm. ew, ew, ew. Like, the, right. you know, you don't protest too much is how I feel yes. about some of that. Right. And, you know, so um, we do have a nanny here right now watching him so I can be here with you Wait all. a minute. Is the nanny hot? Megan, we've watched enough Lifetime to know. Um, is this she, a young, hot nanny? She's younger than me. Megan! Um, she is very cute. And Megan! she has a wonderful personality. Oh, good Lord. Good but Lord. Don't I, let I, CJ know he has options. I will say that Conrad was like, bite, you know, not biting. He has no teeth. But he was like gumming on her because he wanted to. He was like, oh, someone's holding me. Give me food. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, dog, we did talk about consent. And you can't <laughs> just be gnawing on women wherever you go. <laughs> I'm, I give you consent. I am thrusting my breast into your mouth. That is my consent. But you can't, you know, he's chewing on everybody that holds him. And it's like, this is very rude. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to meet him. He's I can't chew wait on you. to meet him IRL. He's gonna, he's oh, my God. Oh, All my right. Gosh. Let's, listen, enough about my kid. Let's get into the suitcase killer. <laughs> Well, I mean, what a perfect movie to have for your first episode back, okay? Yeah. Because we are truly talking about a movie, Megan is not making a joke, it is called Suitcase Killer, The Melanie McGuire Story. Yeah. Okay? And this is a brand new Lifetime premiere that dropped last weekend, which of course is based on a true story. And this movie follows the gorgeous fertility nurse, Melanie McGuire, whose life seems so perfect. I mean, two beautiful sons. A dream home. Everything was falling into place except her marriage. And when her husband is found cut up into Ooh. three suitcases in the Chesapeake Bay, oh, it seems Melanie is the most likely suspect. I mean, wow. I mean, this is a log line that is perfection. Because exactly. a lot of times these lifetime log lines be vague as hell. Mm-hmm. And this one tells you to strap in. 
And it's, and it's giving us a who, what, when, where, why. I didn't, Thank the you. Chesapeake Bay, the now ch- I'm here. Exactly. I'm, I'm smelling a crab dip. You know, like <laughs> I've, it's visceral. Right, right. A body doused in Old Bay. Oh my God. And three suitcases. <laughs> I mean, oh, are they carry-ons? Um, <laughs> I, they were definitely over 50 pounds. So before we jump in to our recap, we have some very special guests with us today. They are the hosts of the brand new Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime. Love that title. And coincidentally, their very first episode is actually the real story behind the suitcase killer. So stick around after the recap to hear us get all of the juicy details. Is juicy the wrong word? <laughs> and grill so. them. Yeah, okay, cut <laughs> juicy. Um, and grill them. No, is grilling wrong? Uh, it's so summary. Um, on the full story behind this movie. Oh, wow. Oh my God. Okay, come on, Megan. There's so much to cover, so we need to get into it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, actually, I lied because before we get into the movie, I got to tell you all about me. And that is that if you have Netflix, you can catch me now on That's My Time with David Letterman. Yes, honey, I do a five-minute set and then sit down for an interview with the man, the myth, the legend himself. So go to That's My Time and check out episode two if you want to see your girl. And if you want to see your girl in person, next week, Thursday, June 30th, I will be doing my own show at Largo, and you know I will be joined by comedians that I love and adore, including my gorgeous co-host Megan Gailey. So go to Largo-LA, L-A-R-G-O-LA.com, and get some tickets. Come through. We're going to be having some fun. We're going to be working on some jokes, and it's just going to be a magical, magical night. Okay, enough about me, y'all. Let's get into the movie. Okay. We open on a sunny day, a sunny beach day, and we see a woman, you know, we don't really get to see her. We don't know who she is, honey. We don't even know who she is, okay? She's a young lady on the beach with a metal detector. She she is, she does have pigtails, and I will (laughs) say she is mm, old enough um, to maybe not have pigtails, but she does have pigtails. But I was funny because I was going to say she is not old enough to have a metal detector on the beach. Like, she should be at least 65 with this metal detector. But... After a couple seconds, the woman, she's as she's walking along the beach, hoping to find jewels. Instead, she finds a suitcase, opens the suitcase, Mm-mm. body parts inside. <laughs> what? I screamed oh as the woman screamed. Okay. I said not what I, even though, of course, I knew the log line of the film. I was like, my God, immediately? Just parts yeah. immediately? And I th- I feel like body parts in a suitcase washing up on shore is like kind of a common thing. I know it's not. What? But like, what's, didn't Robert Durst, did he put him in a trash bag? Like, people do dispose. I mean, it's like. But we're not looking for, in suitcases. Not in no. like, not in branded suitcases. 
No, we're looking for a message in a bottle. And instead, we're getting Kenneth Cole with limbs. <sighs> okay, so then we cut to 10 years earlier, yes. which I feel like is the largest time jump we've had in our <laughs> in our lifetime. Like, I was expecting a few weeks. Sometimes we get like three days, 10 years. Yeah, I know. And where are we? We go from the beautiful beach to a diner in New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, from, I don't know if you're a Triple D fan, but I love Triple D, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And um, New Jersey has some of the most famous diners in America. And so I was like, gosh, has this one been covered? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we come upon a pretty brunette who took me a second to recognize as Candace King. Our Candace King. Our Candace King. Vampire Diaries herself. Mm -hmm. We have seen her in a Christmas film. And now we are seeing her as Melanie McGuire, who we come to know as a murderer. Maybe. (laughs) Suspected. Suspected. So talk about a chameleon. The range, honey. And isn't it so funny how easily you just dye someone's hair and there's someone totally different? (laughs) Because I was just like, okay, now she's a Jersey girl. Yeah. I I knew it was her immediately. I don't know why. Um, maybe because <laughs> maybe because I've been on her podcast too. Uh-huh, that's um, true. So so I was like, okay, I I see this, I feel this, but I it was like when I saw her, I was like, well, she can't be the bad guy. Not our, <laughs> not our not our Candace. Well, I will say this though: as soon as the her coworker waiter Bill comes up. I was like, he's evil. And I think this guy, I feel this way about blonde men because he was a blonde dude, square jaw. Yeah, like really, um, you know, tight haircut. Yeah. And I was like, cannot be trusted. Okay. Yes. And he's asking Melanie out. What are you doing Saturday? Driving down Atlantic City to see some friends. Dating someone. Jessica? No, it's, it's not really a defined thing. Oh, yeah? Anyway, it wouldn't be a date. Just trying to help. How's that? I see you're in there. You're in her gambler trying to get out. Don't worry not, my lady. I'm here to set her free. And it's like, okay, so you're already dating that's, someone. Yeah, that's not the answer. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately like, cannot be trusted. But then did you know, so a friend of mine uh, from New York took acting class with the <sighs> actor who plays Bill. Okay. Do we have any tea? I mean, nothing really great. He said that he was like one of the better actors in the class. Uh-huh. And like was very good. Yeah. And that she, he was like, and I was like, did you see him going the lifetime route? You know, does he give you lifetime vibes? And he was like, you know, he's really good at being like charming, but something dangerous underneath. And that's, that's this character. That's Bill McGuire, honey. That's Bill and McGuire I, in a nutshell. And I think it's good that neither one of us bought it. You know, like it's like <laughs> a first date to Atlantic City, red flag. Yeah. And you do have a girlfriend i mean pretty big red flag so they go to the casino for their first day and i'm like he has a gambling problem you know and like who am i to judge i got poker chips for my third birthday but like (laughs) what's girl how is this okay and they're they're really having fun um and like but come on now she like runs out of chips and then he like gives her some more and he's like hell it is you are my rabbit's foot let's play money don't worry about it just remember, it's 21 under. If it was over, it would be killing me. Okay, okay. There's no such thing as play buddy. Okay? He's being There's being very cavalier. Very cavalier with his funds. Nope, nope. 
So then we see him. He drives her home at the end of the night. Has he been drinking? I mean, okay. Um, She lives with her parents. And she said she's had a lot to drink, but she gives him a kiss. Um, And I'm also noticing at this point, he also drives a really nice convertible. And, like, I've been a waitress before, and I did not have gambling slash convertible money. Exactly. I also don't know... You know, she again, they're living in Jersey. She's with her parents. She's going to nursing school, but it's like you are a grown adult. So I am wondering why you're living with them still saving money. Is it just you think it's just for the savings for the nurse for the nursing future? Yes. So I I think what we're setting up is she is probably good with finances and he is a true mess. (laughs) Absolutely. I, if if I, from working at restaurants um, since I was 14, if there is a waiter or someone who works there that seems to have more money than a waiter's salary, they are a cocaine dealer. And that is, <laughs> that is foolproof 100% of the time. Okay? That is, I literally make it a Jeopardy question because it is fact. <laughs> oh my gosh. After this, we go back to the diner where Melanie's talking to her work bestie, Celine, who's like, how did your date go? He's fun. Didn't treat me like some delicate flower, which I like. He's got an ex-wife, but she's not in the picture. Okay, and what about the girlfriend? She's in California for a few weeks. So he's cheating on her. Well, not yet, he's not. <laughs> not yet with you. But then they look over and see Bill, who's like working at the host stand, flirting with another woman as she's coming in there to get like a cheeseburger. And it's just like, Bill. okay, Bill is trifling. Bill is yep. sketchy. And it's like, Melanie, what are you doing? And quite frankly, Celine says the same thing. Listen to this. Here we go again. Uh, where's my beamer, surf and turf? What is that supposed to mean? It's supposed to mean that I've known you since the fifth grade and we both know you don't know how to pick them. Look, just go slow, okay? Okay, she said, <sighs> you don't know how to pick them. You deserve yeah. someone who treats you better. So what happens? We cut to a few weeks later where she's headed to a barbecue in Virginia to meet all of Bill's friends and family. And I'm like, listen, I the eastern seaboard is, is it's confusing to me. But New Jersey to Virginia Beach, I mean, that's I mean. not a hop, skip and a jump. We find out it's seven hours. <laughs> There's a seven hour drive. I'm like, that's crazy. And they get there and it's a nighttime barbecue. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> cocaine dealer okay so um they you know it's kind of a big deal that he's introducing her to these folks except didn't you think they were weird like the couple like as soon as as soon as he comes over they're both like and he's stunning plus one my god she's beautiful bill marry her fast before she spooks (laughs) hi i'm sue (laughs) look at you Calm down. Are you trying to like start a swinging situation? No, it, it they had big swingers energy. Um, I think the woman's name was Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we find out a little bit more about Melanie's nursing career. Uh, yeah, I just got my degree. I'm working at a fertility clinic up in Woodbridge. Right on. How's that going? Oh, I love it so far. Our work brings a lot of joy to people. So I'm guessing she's like in this probably 24. Well, this is what this is the thing I'm thinking. Like 20s. she's like 25, right? Mm-hmm. And when they, like by the time she's nursing, and that's like when they kind of the relationship pops off. And like 25 is very New Jersey. I'm looking for a husband age, and and it's also that time period to Celine's credit, where it's like you probably are bad at picking. Still, right. you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. who was good at picking between like 12 and 30? 
You're just not. <laughs> You're just not. That's not. So it, it's like, yes, Celine, of, are we worried about her? Yes, but she's just in that phase. But right. unfortunately, they go like pretty fast forward. Yeah. We do see them making out and then her like straddling him and picking her up and straddling it was just right like- next to the barbecue. Exactly. It's like outside. They're like outside. And then she's like, people are looking and this we unplug some lights. So now they're in the dark. And I just felt like y'all are adults. Get a room. Literally. Yeah. Okay. I was and like, you too grown for this. Kissing in the dark with you straddling him. He is acting like Virginia Beach is con. Like he is <laughs> like, this is my dream to be here. And it's like, okay, Bill, like what? It's <laughs> not that nice, hon. It is not that nice. But then again, this is a man who will take you to AC on a first date. So yes. Think okay. about his taste. Um, so next we see Melanie and Scrubs, Nurse Life. Um, and her and Celine are having a drink, and she is talking about that she is ready to move in with Bill. And basically that like she thinks he's the one and they're gonna get married. Ugh. Listen to this. So I decided I'm moving out of my parents' place. Really? Finally. This is huge. I know, right? And I may have found a roommate already. Yeah? Bill McGuire. Seriously? Well, I know it's fast. Oh, yeah, no kidding. But we spent the whole drive back from Virginia talking about it, and we're both really ready to explore this. You could be living together. I mean, how well do you even know him? I'm a big girl. Oh. And yeah, maybe he's got some rough edges, but nothing that can be fixed. Okay, and when has that ever worked out? Honestly. And I'm still like, where is the girlfriend? (laughs) I know. What about this Jessica character who he wasn't serious with? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Then we cut to, I mean, I guess a little more time has passed. Probably not much. Melanie and Bill are at the casino. Bill is down $2,500. And Melanie is bored AF. So he's like, go to the room. Mm -hmm. He takes a stack of cash out of his pocket to keep playing. And this is when... I would have to say, correct, he must be dealing drugs because where is the waiter getting the money Yeah, to be pulling out stacks of cash? And it's just like, can you imagine dating someone whose idea of a a date was you coming and sitting next to them while they gambled? Uh, I can't. No. I I can't. CJ does sometimes have to sit next to me when I gamble, Um, (laughs) but it's like... Wait, but what are you doing? What kind of gamble? Are we talking penny slots? No, I'm talking. Um, I love roulette. Oh wow, and you're I, playing like the real games. The table. and I like black and I like blackjack. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when he said go up to the room in a typical Lifetime movie, I was like, okay, she's gonna go up to the room and someone's gonna be there and murder her. That's what I like. I was like, who is Melanie McGuire? I don't know her story. So like, that's what's <laughs> gonna happen. That is not what happened. We cut to it's the next morning. They're alive, both of them. Can you imagine? I'm shocked. And we're in this Atlantic City hotel room, which I know he got for free. Um, <laughs> and he has room service delivered. Also, I'm sure comped. Wait, and can we then- also just talk about the fact, though, that they're like they're like being all romantic in the morning. But then she's like, what time did you come back in? And uh-huh. he was like three, four o'clock. So she was basically in bed by herself all night. And then he showed up and was like, let's have sex. And so this yeah. is like another problem I'm having with Bill. It's like. Did you actually have any time with him? I don't, there's just no, it doesn't feel romantic to me. Nothing is no. romantic about this. No, and it's like, she seemed upset at the poker table and now she's like totally fine because they have this conversation. So what's your tell, Bill McGuire? I will never say. <laughs> okay, well then what's my tell? Easy, your smile. 
My there, smile. There it is, right there. <laughs> a thousand watts of blinding light. That is so not true. It's the ultimate smoke screen. Mm. You've been using it now. Oh, really? Mm. How is that? Because you saw me in the mirror a minute ago. And now you're trying desperately not to let on. <laughs> it's okay, babe. Okay, oh, and then great. he proposes. <laughs> Melanie Slate. Will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. Can you afford this? It's okay, I know a guy. And look at you. You're worth it a thousand times over. <laughs> I mean. In a free Atlantic City hotel room. And I'm like, girl, dream bigger. <laughs> oh, Lord. Then we cut to, we're back in Jersey, honey. We're back. I think it's Melanie's parents' house. So I guess that's where they hang out sometimes. And a woman shows up at her, their door. Her name is Marcy. And she says <laughs> she used to be married to Bill. And mm -hmm. she is there to help a sister out. Listen to Marcy. Look, Marcy... What Bill and I have together, it's not what you guys had. Not yet. I'm your preview. Mercy. He's a serial cheater. Every chance he gets, he probably cheated on someone to be with you. And he disappears. Get ready for that for, for weeks sometimes. Okay, enough. You really should leave. Look, the real reason I came here is I know what that man's capable of, and I couldn't live with myself if something happened to you. <coughs> and then just then, Bill pulls up in the driveway. And he yeah. and Melody tell her to leave. They're like, yeah. get out of here. And I just thought to myself, you know, Marcy seems like anxious, but she does not seem crazy. No. And she literally came, like, no one has any responsibility to anyone else they've never met. Do you know how bad yeah. somebody has to be for them to drive to your house? Probably crossing right. state lines to be like, I got to talk to this girl. Because <laughs> you know what? You could have sent her an email, but she yes. didn't. And I think there's a small, 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 small chance that sometimes it is someone trying to sabotage. But like that chance is so small. You at least need to look into it. Like it's exactly. at least like, oh, you know, I'm going to poke around a little bit. When Marcy showed up at the door, then I was like, wait, is this the story about the astronaut who wore a diaper and drove across the <laughs> I don't know why. And it's like, it's clearly called the suitcase killer. And I'm like, which it's like, no, it's not the astronaut Megan. I just like kept wanting it to be different crimes, I guess. Well, I think I just was also like, well, who's going to end up in a suitcase? You got a lot exactly. of options that's, here. We have options here. That's what here. it was. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. So Melanie takes none of Marcy's advice um, because the next time we see them, it is their wedding day. <laughs> and Melanie is complaining that she has like that she feels like she's put on a little weight. Um, and then she pulls out a sonogram <laughs> and she is seven weeks pregnant. And she's like, oh, my God, we weren't even trying. Oh, my God. How long are you? Seven weeks. We weren't going to be sharing the news, but I just had to tell you. Because I'm a godmother, right? Well, you're in the running. I'm in the running. You know, Bill's sisters. He's lobbying for Cindy. Oh. <clears throat> the guests are seated. How much longer? Oh, we'll speak of the devil. Uh, five minutes? It's like, what? I find that confusing because she is a fertility nurse. So I'm like, what do you mean? You know how babies are made, don't you? I would assume that would be the prerequisite for the job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... 
And it's just like so funny because because I do love because Selena's like, you really just hit that light speed button. And I'm like, <laughs> right. you are right, Selene, honey. Yes. You're right, sister girl. Um, but then also in that moment, we do see Bill's sister oh, who boy. is like real, got a real attitude problem. She seems pretty mean. Like, and she's like, okay, are we ready? You know, and it's like, could you calm down? Um, This yeah. is her wedding. And we will see her again. And I do have to say, I think that Bill's sister did something to the writer of this film. Um, because <laughs> she really is. I, I know we're not doing true hero, real hero, real villain. She feels like the real villain of this film. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And we'll get to that. A okay. real attitude. But um, speaking of hitting that light speed button, this movie's hitting that light speed button, honey, because then we cut to five years later. Mm-hmm. We are now in Bill and Melody's home. They have two sons, ages two and four. All right. And Melody is already looking for a bigger house. And yeah. I was like, okay, they're in deep. So all we need is a four bedroom house in a nice neighborhood with a great school for the boys. When you spend 500K, you spend half that in Virginia Beach. How would that even work for us? No, my job is here. My parents are here. Childcare. We're never getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweetie. Virginia Beach can still be our long-term plan. Okay? I want to move there too someday. But right now, this is the best place for our family. It is so funny to go from someone's wedding day to then, like, them a monotonous day five years later because she seems upset. <laughs> like oh no this is what we knew was gonna happen she's looking um yes for a house she wants to spend five hundred thousand dollars on this like dream house at this point i'm like what is bill's job i don't know and i guess we kind of get into that because he's somehow on tenure track at a university and i'm like bill this is like what i did not get because it's like, well, because first, you know, he, first of all, Bill is like, I want to move to Virginia Beach. And it's like, babe, it's not that great. And she, of course, is like, I have a job here. We have my parents to help with the kids. Why would we go to Virginia Beach? Okay. Mm-hmm. But then Bill is like, but then he also says, to he's like, he's going to be promoted. He's like about to become a tenure track professor. And I just thought to myself, what on? Why would you leave? Why would you leave? You about to be tenure track. That's not easy to come by. But then also I thought, what on earth could Bill possibly teach? This is I, like- not a man. Who has skills? I'm just going to say it. I'm like, does he teach gym at a college? (laughs) He doesn't seem smart. track gym teacher? (laughs) I'm a gym professor. uh, Yes, I'm a physical education professor. (laughs) And I did love that we were getting this little um, real estate tidbit because they have true House Hunters couples vibe. (laughs) Um, Like they are every and like Virginia Beach is on House Hunters a lot. So oh. from the beginning of the film, I was like, is this house hunter? <laughs> <laughs> but OK, did you clock that? You know, she says she goes, this house would cost 500000 And yeah. Bill says it would be half of that in Virginia Beach. And yeah. I just had this. I was like, Megan, why do we insist on having dreams and living in a major know. city when we could be having $500,000 mansions just like in the middle of nowhere? We could be having $250,000 mansions at Bill's dream location, <laughs> the con of Virginia. Oh, my God. Oh. Am I saying con, right? <laughs> I thought it was can. I think it's con. I think it's obviously can, like, is what I we should know. be saying. But I think, like, fake fancy people say con. I just want you guys to know I'm referencing can, but I am saying con, not as a con artist. Okay. Uh-huh. I see. I see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> So as she is finishing up her 
home search for the day. Um, she picks up a stack of papers. I have, I'm actually on CJ's desk right now because I'm in CJ's office. <gasps> I should root around because what she finds is a cocktail napkin. Bill, you freaking idiot. That has a woman's phone number name with her handwriting that says Danny De Cruz. Ooh. And it's like, you just left that lying around in your house? <laughs> Next to the shared computer? Like, yes. I just feel like, why, if she was like doing laundry and it was in a jean pocket, I'd be like, okay. But him do it's like, it is the flagrance. It's like flagrant, okay? This yeah. cheating is so obvious that it's rude. It's like much more, it's as offensive as the cheating itself. Are you is, trying to get caught? Exactly. But also him being like, I don't care. He doesn't. But then she sees it, but she doesn't say anything. Like she's, no. she clocks it. She looks at it. And then she just like puts it back down under the papers. And I just kind of felt like Melanie. I thought Melanie was a gal who would say something. Yeah. Yeah. But we're only 20 minutes in, you That's know? True. So it's like we have to build to her getting to Danny DeCruz. Yeah. Um, And then Melanie is at work. She's in her scrubs. She is walking through the hall hallway and then she has a meet cute. She bumps into a new doctor at the fertility clinic. Yeah. And um, the papers fall a, on the floor. You know, it's like yeah. very classic rom-com energy. Yes. And then he makes um a weird racing joke. Listen to this. Oh. And there's a terrible crash on turn three, race fans. There's debris all over the track. It's a miracle both drivers are walking away. Wow. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. You're okay. Uh, can I help you? Yeah. Hi, Dr. Miller. Hi. Ugh. And they're flirting. I thought he was not cute and the right? joke was terrible. So I just didn't even, under I was like, he's the guy? He's the guy we're going to yeah, be into? She's like, all the nurses are obsessed with the new hot doctor. And it's like, oh, that's hot? And maybe it is for a doctor. I don't know. I think that, look, it's lifetime. You know they have a Rolodex of hot men. Okay? Yeah. And I, they just pretty much go to MTV. They say, who's 10 years older than this? And they find these people. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I think they could have given me hotter. They could have given me a hotter too. doctor, you know, I again, so and I say this, you know, not just because, you know, I believe in judging men just as harshly as men judge women, but it's also like, you know, when we're looking at these people who are going to rip apart marriages, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to watch mm -hmm. you, you know, cheat with a person. They mm -hmm. got to be so fine to me. They've got to be like, I got to believe you would risk it all for this person. Yeah, I do think there's a classic power dynamic there, though. Nurse, doctor. I mean, mm. it's a role-playing game, you know, in the title. So I'm at least um, uh, chalking some of it up to that. Okay. It's a small a small amount. A small You're amount. Right. And it's like, You're our right. fertility doctor's rich. I feel like, yes. Um, so that's what I'm chalking it up to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next day we see Melanie. She's at home with her BFF, Celine, who is pouring her another drink because this is what Celine does. Celine, I love Celine. I, but I also feel like I don't appreciate that Celine's job is just to like support this white girl and just be like, oh my God, you're great. Oh my God, here's oh, a drink. No. It's like, I need Celine pursuing a dream. I need Celine <sighs> to have something going on besides just being well, here for Melanie's insanity. And now I feel so bad because I'm like, I love Celine. And it's like, that's because <laughs> that's what I want. Just someone <laughs> rooting me on and pouring me what looked like a Chardonnay, which is not what I want. But it was so <laughs> yellow. It was the yellowest glass of damn wine and it's the middle of the day um and then bill comes in and he's like hey celine how's it going mm, hey bill want to join us oh can't sorry but where are you going ac uh it's date night 
boys are with my parents. It's gonna have to be next week. Walter asked me to drive down with them. Oh, I transferred some money to the casino line. So, hey, uh, Bill. There's no more play money. Okay, we're gonna have a lot of housing costs soon. We really need to be saving money. Don't worry. It's not, excuse me? Yeah. It's insane. Uh, That's insane. Like, I'm sorry, but also I'll say this though. Here's a question for you, because I'll say this about me and Andy, and people can have their, you know, opinions all they want. We do not have a joint account. We obviously pay bills and we like split them, but yeah. there is not a joint bank account. The idea of somebody just being able to like move my money and touch my money, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. really mess with that. I cannot allow it. I, I mean, am I, you know, look, maybe it's because I grew up like, you know, with a single mom where, you know, I just like, I just feel like the need to protect myself. And it's like part of how I feel safe. <laughs> Yeah, but no, like, we have we have separate accounts. Uh, we do not have, we have, we just got it is one joint credit card mm-hmm. that we're going to put all the like baby expenses on mm-hmm. or in, like groceries and stuff, but we don't have any. Um, and it's because of me. He was like, should we get a joint? And I was like, no. <laughs> separate but equal. Okay, honey. <laughs> and not even equal. <laughs> Oh boy. Megan, so, yeah. I've missed you. You're back, baby. <laughs> We're women of a different, <laughs> we're cut from a different cloth. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he stole their money and he's going to Atlantic City with his friends. And it's like never in never in my marriage would this be happening. Um, okay, and then things take a wild turn because the next day Melanie is seeing a patient who's there to prep for an egg donation. Very hot woman, and she's like, All right, Daniela, so have you ever donated eggs before? No, but a friend of mine did, and she said it was a perfect way to make some extra cash, you know? I have also looked into this at one point when I was younger. It's, like, really invasive and difficult. Yeah. And, I and like, I do think you get $10,000, but yeah. you have to go through so much. And so she's, like, going through um, the prep with the woman, and it comes up that her name is Danny DeCruz from The Cocktail Napkin. Hello, she's a student at NJIT which is apparently where Bill teaches, New Jersey Institute of Technology. And now it's feeling a little more like, okay, I see he's a he's a professor. <laughs> but I still am like, what does Bill teach? I still don't Typing. know. Typing. <laughs> Listen, you're upset when your husband is cheating or when your spouse is cheating. This woman is hot and young and Brazilian. And yeah. it's like, Bill. Now that is a trifecta I would not be able to swallow. <laughs> and and hello, Melanie cannot swallow it, honey. She goes, she like leaves and goes into the bathroom. She has this panic attack. She's just like deep breathing, angry as hell. And I was like, relatable. Relatable. Uh, and so, yeah, she comes out. She's very flustered. And then she bumps into not hot, hot doctor. Dr. Brad. Um, and he tells her that. It looked like you could use a minute. <laughs> I'll have Gail cover for you. No, 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 no. It's a blood draw and there are tricky veins and Gail gets nervous. It's fine. I'll do it myself then. And then he touches her wrist. Hello. What a thoughtful man. What a thoughtful man. Okay. And, but she's like, no, 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 I can do it. I'm fine. You know, and he's like, I got this. And then we cut to a classic Lifetime movie moment, which is Melanie in her car watching from across the street as Mm -hmm. Her husband and Danny have a steamy session in the car together. And then Danny comes out and he gives her a kiss and then she walks away. Sloppy. I mean, come on. 
Yep. So the next moment, we finally get our confrontation that we've been wanting, kind of, because she's like, uh, you came home really late last night. And he's like, oh, yeah, I had to. Sorry, hit that faculty thing. I tried to sneak out, but Marty wouldn't let me. I thought it was an early dinner. What time did you get back? Oh, it was late, because <laughs> you're not going to believe it. Here, some more juice, bud. By the time I get out of there, the car's missing. Campus police towed it. And she doesn't press him. Like, yeah. she knows that's a lie, and she seems upset by it, but she isn't calling him on it. And, yeah. like, she has evidence in her own eyes at this exactly. point. It's also like, she's never even said anything about the napkin, honey. I would have kept that napkin. I would have laminated it, okay? I need exhibits A through F, okay? Yeah, yeah. I could not believe. But after this happens... Melanie is at work again and Gina, she's feeling bad about herself and hot Dr. Brad is like, how you doing? And he's like, you okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, uh, just home stuff. Well, um, not that it's any of my business, but if there's anything we can do for you here, days off, shorter hours, (laughs) paid cruise. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's very kind of you. It's not kind, selfish. You're our best nurse. We'd fall apart without you. <laughs> and then she like has him sign a document. And I was, yeah. this is the weirdest moment. And as he's signing, it's like their heads kind of brush and then they mm-hmm. look up at each other and then there's a tentative kiss. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of pulls away and you think, okay, okay, she's come to her senses. Oh, no, 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 honey. What she does is she goes to that damn door, closes it up, and then they start making out hardcore. Yeah. And we get the impression that they have sex in the office because we see their hands on the window. And it's like, what is wrong with these Why people? Why is nobody in the doctor office? Thank you. It's like, you got to be subtle. It's like, we get it. This is a fertility clinic, but we're not trying to watch you fertilize. Okay? No. That's not what we want here. That's not what we want here. Then we cut to them in a motel having sex. Oh, my god! So, I mean. So, it's advanced. It's, it's advanced. It, like, it's an affair now. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So while we see them in a motel, we cut to Bill, who is in Atlantic City at the casino, surrounded by laughing women. What are they laughing at? We don't know. (laughs) And then we also see him kind of like in in a weird parking garage. I guess every parking garage is weird. And just giving away wads of cash. Um, So this marriage is not going well. Yeah, I just I just wrote in the notes. This marriage is really cool and good. What? I was like, so you're both a damn mess <laughs> and like not having any conversation with each other. And it's just like, just break up. This is the kind yeah. of thing I don't get. It's like, especially when clearly you're not together for the money. Okay. The man, the man is gambling left to damn right. Right. He ain't paying attention to you. Danny DeCruz over here trying to, trying to get some egg money. She's trying to just, like, get paid for her eggs while she's sleeping with her, like, professor, probably. And you like this doctor. And I think at some point we hear Melanie say, like, I'm a child of divorce. I don't want to do that to the kids. And it's like, I I empathize with that. I get that. Actually, I don't empathize because my parents are married. But you did hear that my dad wanted to push my mom off a cliff. Um, (laughs) But it's like, girl, staying together in this situation is not necessarily better for them. This is the thing that is my biggest pet peeve. And actually, you know, it's Glennon Doyle. You know her, like, author, speaker. One of the things she said, because she talked about leaving her husband. I remember her saying this where she was like, I was staying in this marriage for my children. 
Mm-hmm. But would I want this marriage for my children? Oh. And I said, honey, that's a word. It's like, what are you doing staying with somebody who you can't yeah. stand, who can't stand you? You don't make each other happy. What What are you modeling? What favor are you doing for a child by staying yeah. in that situation? And so it's like that kind of stuff. I'm like, think it through. Think it through. So things go from bad to worse because we see Melanie putting the kids in bed and then she gets a call from the preschool that the check has bounced. I'm really sorry. If you could try uh, cashing it tomorrow, I'll make sure that the funds are in there. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Okay, bye. Hello. So she calls Bill, who does not answer because we see him in a um, bathtub, which is in the hotel room. And (laughs) if you have been a comedian for long enough you will stay in a hotel that has this and it, these women are like it, he, he has women in the bathtub with him yes and they're laughing and drinking champagne and i'm like how how did yeah. he get these women it, it, and it's all comped you know like it's like why go to the buffet girls you know like you don't need to be with this man <laughs> but think um, about it though if you've already told me that all these casinos are full of like dirty skeevy men he is like young and attractive so they're like well if there's yeah. anybody i have to pretend to like for a hot meal it might as well be this like 40 year old guy with a nice bod but i think those women are more attractive than the women that we're actually getting in atlantic city you know like <laughs> you know that's i i've been to atlantic city and i was in dirty clothes the whole weekend because there was a blizzard and i was a hot commodity <laughs> Okay, so then we see Melanie. She's at work. Bill calls her work. They find out that they got this house. Hey, it's Melanie. Hey, it's me. Why are you calling me here? Are the boys okay? Your cell's off. Boys are fine. Good news for me. Well, what is it? Offer was accepted. We got the house. Oh, that's... <laughs> well, that's great. Congratulations. You sound like her mortgage broker. And it's just like really flat. And she's like, okay, I hope you're happy too. And he's just like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like, it's like, and so literally, you know, obviously things are very tense with them. She's like, okay, I have to go back to work. And he's like, yeah, me too. It's like, okay, if I go back to work, you mean sit in a parking lot again and give someone money. This is all you seem to do. What does he teach? What does he teach? teach? What does he teach? Tenure track? Tenure track. They want to keep him around? for maybe being in the mob. Um, okay, so then we see Melanie and hot Brad again. Is This is what I wrote in the notes. Is Brad hot? I had to I had to voice you it. You know I don't think so. You know, if I'm thinking you about to blow up your marriage, again, not that we love Bill, but it's like he's already trash. And to me, it's like when he's the bad guy, you need to divorce him, get everything you can get. Okay? Yeah. Then again, he's a gambler. You're not going to get much alimony out of Bill. But just you keep your side of the street clean. Certainly yeah. don't ruin things with that Brad. Oh, God. So we get a little insight into Melanie's thought process. Listen to this. It's good for the goose. It's good for the gander. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you see us taking this? To every bed we can find no. together. Are <laughs> you serious? No, I'm... I'm not ready to divorce my wife. That's what you're asking. I mean, I am, but I wouldn't want to do that to the kids. I'm a child of divorce. I don't want that for them. Or maybe I'm just a coward. Mm, No, you are not. Lots of people are stuck in bad relationships. 
But I'll never escape him, though. His gambling is a wrecking ball for our future and the boy's future. <sighs> to top it all off. An offer we made on house was accepted, which is crazy. But at least it's the money that he can't gamble all away. Okay. <laughs> So she wants to be with Brad. I mean, like, from that, it's like she wants to be with Brad. He's a doctor. Um, and he's like, it seems like you guys can make it work. Like, it's like, how are you getting marriage advice from the man you're cheating with in a hotel? Motel. Sorry. Motel. Motel. Also, can you, like, I just felt like Brad, Brad also being married is very funny yeah. to me. It's like not what I was expecting. And it's right. also like, you have such terrible taste, Melody. Like she really does. Celine was right. You right. couldn't even find a single. You couldn't even find a single guy to cheat with. And also, if I was Brad, I would be like, I picked the wrong person. Like, there's a well, big, if you're trying to just have like a side piece, a fling, a motel person, this isn't it. This is not it. This is not the person no. where you have to give them relationship advice, and you're telling them that maybe they can start over and start fresh with their yeah. current spouse. So I believe this tidbit of advice was credited to Gabrielle Union. Um, and she said, always cheat with someone who has more to lose than you. What? And so, what? yes. Okay. Because then they like won't out you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but it's why like, does Melanie, she say that? What is Gabrielle Union saying? I said, I think it was credited to her. I believe it was in her memoir. Um, and so she, like in this case, Melanie is kind of doing is kind of following that advice because it's like she's she's cheating up in the sense of like he would lose his job i don't think she would lose her job yeah and like yeah he is the head of this clinic he has a wife he has kids she also has a husband and kids but he's cheating too so it's kind of like an eye for an eye so she maybe maybe melanie read gabrielle union's memoir is all i'm saying Well, the next morning, Melody and Bill are getting ready for work and she sees Bill's phone like light up with a text. And it's a text from Danny saying she is free after class. Why don't you have a burner phone? Like, it's like, I don't even cheat. And I know that this is not how you do it. Well, you know what else, too? I don't even cheat. But I also know you put people's under different names in your phone. Okay. Yes. You don't have Danny with the I. Right. Being like, I'm free. It's like you need to have her in your phone. It's like. Dr. Simmons, you right. need to have her in your phone as boss. Yes. Like something that you're going to get away with this for. And it's like between leaving the cocktail napkin out, between yeah. just like having Danny sending full on daytime texts. It's like, does she even know he's married? Because Danny mm-hmm. don't even act like she knows. Right. Okay. So she gets a little evil look in her eye. Again, does not confront him because what we see later is that she goes, she knows where Danny lives. She watches them again and she has taken Bill's spare key and she moves his car from where it was parked. I'm sorry. Listen to this. Man, they are not paying you enough for these hours. Where did the parking trolls get you again? So I moved my car. Left it back at the office. I don't understand. Who would do that? Something with a spare key? You made me miss a drinks meeting with Marty, my boss. The guy who decides tenure. I don't know what you're talking about, but you know, the boys are sleeping. So if you could just keep your voice down. I That's like a high school prank to me. Like, that doesn't <laughs> seem like, that doesn't seem like elevated enough, you know? 
but also he loses his mind over it. Did you move my car? What did I just say? Except you were smiling when you said it, bitch. We both know what that means. Did you move my goddamn car? I would think that a man who knows he was caught out cheating would not come home with an attitude about his car being moved. Like, for him to take this kind of high road tone mm-hmm. is baffling to me. Right. It's like, you should be like, I got towed because I was working on a soup kitchen. <laughs> uh, you know, like, spin it, Bill. But I think we've just, you know, the marriage is terrible and over. Um, and, oh, gosh, so many home good signs in this house. <laughs> we are living, we are laughing, and we are going to get a divorce. Um, so we see Melanie now. She, you, you get the sense that she's formed a plan because she sneaks into um, one of the offices at work, a doctor's office, and she steals a prescription form. And we see her practicing forging a doctor's signature, which like if you've ever seen a doctor's signature, just write squiggles. Forged, exactly. done. Exactly. It's also like, but immediately I'm like, I can look the way she's doing the signature. I'm like, oh, my God, is this Brad? You know what I mean? Like, is the doctor she's forging yeah, Brad? Sure. And it's like, babe. This is what I'm talking about. If you're going to force somebody's signature, it shouldn't even be a doctor at the place where you work, first of all. But it sure as hell should not be the doctor that you are sleeping with. No. You, if you want people to not think you're involved, you need to be putting a lot of space between you and people that you're using. And Melody's not, she's just, no, she's not being smart. And then we see her practicing the forgery standing at her kitchen counter. <laughs> <laughs> what? girl sit in your car like get a shredder you're just standing okay so it's like i love how we're like commit crimes better better Um, i mean honestly if you gonna do it do it right we we see her um get bill a glass of wine and then she takes in his glass of wine we get the sense that like something's going in his wine you know because she swirls it around right Um, and she's like all dressed up and it's like let's celebrate closing on our house you know and you're like but i know you hate him so that's the first sign like her being like let's celebrate anything (laughs) when it's like you're both sleeping with other people and can't stand each other and are we on to it? Because we cut to two weeks later, and now we are back to the opening scene of the movie with pigtails on the pond shore. Um, and she has found a severed head in a specifically Kenneth Cole suitcase. So sorry, Kenneth, that you were name checked. I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, Michael Kors is like, phew. <laughs> we found a head in up torso, Chief. Yeah, they they have to belong to the legs that washed up last week. Same brand of suitcase, Kenneth Cole. Probably one of those luggage sets. Oh my God. I mean, yes, we knew we were going to get back here, but it just really felt like a huge jump. And I need a break because we're about to take a hard turn in this story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we're back. Body parts are washed up on a beach. There is a cop named Detective Stallion. Yes, thank and you. I was like, <laughs> he's not hot, but... <laughs> he's not, but they're like, we gotta call Stallion. And the other cop is like, you know, this suitcase matches the, the one where we found the legs a couple days earlier. So it's a full, it's like, you know, this is part of a whole thing. This is yeah. this is suitcase number three is what we're getting. And then Detective Stallion goes to Melanie's parents' house where she is with the, her kids. His friends, John and Susan Rice, identified the body for us. From the water? What, 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 what did he drown? How did he die? Wish I could elaborate, but we're not leading this investigation. This is Virginia Beach's case. They'll be reaching out to you shortly. <laughs> God, the boys with the other room. Give her a daytime Emmy, honey, because mm-hmm. she is putting it on. And we find out that he ha- that Bill has been missing for two weeks. I think she says that she just thought that he was like holed up in Atlantic City with some fling of his, right? And then we see Melanie with Doctor Brad, and she's keeping up this facade, basically. Like she's like, I had no idea. I can only imagine what you're going through. I mean, either things weren't good at the end, you guys have a history together, you have memories, you need to grieve. So if you want to take a break from us, I mean, I completely understand. No. No, you, you don't get it. I was divorcing him. Oh, boy. I said if I was Brad, I would love to be Brad's brain because this is the most high-maintenance side piece in the history of hookups. Because it's like, Brad, I bet you're regretting all this now, aren't you? Because (laughs) she was supposed to be a little motel time. And now you're over here providing moral support during a murder investigation. This is not the plan. No. It makes no sense. She's like really kind of retrofitting the situation because then she goes into an interview with the cops and her divorce lawyer is there as a, quote, extra set of ears. I liked that. I liked that. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that that's how this works. And also, why would the cops allow that person to be there? No, I, she's like, I wanted um, a lawyer here, but I wanted someone who wasn't a defense lawyer to make me look guilty. You know, so she's like, next best thing. <laughs> or she's like, well, I'm already paying her, so we might as well put her to work. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. I have no idea. And then she tells about, you know, like they had a fight after they closed on the house. Yeah, um... April 28th, in the early morning, around four or five, is when he walked out on us. On you and your children? Yes. And this was at the house at 2902 Plaza Drive? Right, yes, we just had a fight. The fight noted in the temporary restraining order that you filed two days later. He got physical. It wasn't the first time, but I was worried about what might happen when he came back. Physical meaning violent? Yes. That, you know, talking about Bill's gambling problem, 
And then the cop's like, okay, well, do you mind if we search your house? And she's like, it's fine. And then when they search, they're like, do you have Kenneth Cole suitcases? And she's also like, of course. <laughs> exactly. It's like, who doesn't? Macy's one day sale. And then he's also like, oh, whose laptop is this? And she's like, me and Bill shared it. And she's like, can we borrow this? First of all, <sighs> there's nothing I, why do couples share laptops? I don't know. If you do it, you can only do it if you're over 65. Okay, because I've certainly gotten an email from like Tommy and June at AOL.com. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like an old yeah, yeah, couple yeah. that shares an email address and you're like, all right, well, you're just like both kind of like not into technology and figure why make it harder. Right. But you're both 35. Why are you sharing a laptop? This yeah, my is what parents, I need to know. My parents don't even share a laptop. Sorry to out them. And they are they are very much in love and attached. To and each elders. Other. I think you say, and they're very old. <laughs> No, they're young and fun. I've met Peg. You know, Peg knows how to party. So when Melanie is at home, she's like complaining about the cops searching. I have answered their questions. I've bent over backwards trying to help them. And now they're just buzzing around the house like bees. Okay, don't take it personal. They're just doing their job. Celine's right. They're checking their boxes. They have to look at the spouse. God, it's an awful feeling. It'll pass. Just tell them everything. Well, what's everything? Anything relevant, full cooperation. Well, what if it's not relevant, but they might think it is? And then she, like, out of nowhere is like, oh, it's not going to help that, you know, because Bill has a criminal record. He wanted a gun for protection, so then I bought him the gun. And it's like her parents and Celine are, like, looking at each other like, what? And it's it's so funny, too, because she's like, well, you know how Bill has that felony for perjury? And it's like, excuse me, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) It does not make sense. Again, just like these random things coming through. And so it just sounds like, okay, you're bringing up all this after the fact stuff. And it's really sounding suspect. And you know who really thinks it's suspect? The prosecutors. Because we cut to the prosecutors watching footage of Melanie purchasing the gun. First of all, she's purchasing it. Purchasing it in Pennsylvania. She lives in Jersey. Whenever you cross in state lines to do basic stuff, you know it ain't basic. You know what I'm saying? Uh. And they're talking about the case. And the prosecutor, Henny, the lead prosecutor is Wendy Malik. Yes. Yes. Or just yes. shoot me, Wendy Malik. And I love it because she's like letting her hair be gray. Because you know, like she's, you know, because her character in Just Shoot Me is like former model and hot in Cleveland. Uh. It's all about like being a hot girl. And I felt like she was like, okay, I'm a prosecutor. We're, we're just going to do our natural hair. And I love that. Oh my gosh, I lo- I it took me a sen- it took me a second to um clock her like you and Candace King because her hair was different, but she's so gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I mean, she's looking great. She's looking great and she was so fun. And prosecutor Wendy Malik, she is on the hunt. Okay? She knows what's up. She knows that this Melanie's story is not making any sense. Listen to this. Now, where are we on DNA? Nothing at the townhouse. Some very heavy bleach residue though. Somebody cleaned well. Not in Bill's car. He found it. Thursday, an impound yard in Atlantic City. His DNA, all over the floor mats. Blood? Skin fragments. Most likely tracked in on someone's shoes. Good. I think you should know that in person, I find her convincing. Steady as she goes in our interviews. I find Meryl Streep convincing. She's still an actress. Gentlemen, our person of interest just got a lot more interesting. Ooh, I love it. I love, gentlemen, our our person of interest just got a lot more interesting. Mm. Mm -hmm. So now we cut to the funeral. But after the funeral, what do you call it? Oh, like the, the, not the wake, but like, 
Yeah, the, the after, the after party. The, the after funeral party. after party. The funeral after party. And we see, what is the aunt's name? Is it Cindy? I think, I it's, think Cindy, it's Cindy, right? It's very, we'll call her Cindy. Yeah, we'll and call so her Cindy. She, she's, and by, by aunt, we mean um, aunt to the children. She yes, is. Bill's sister. She's Melanie's sister-in-law. And so she's kind of like looking around. She's upset. And then she comes up to Melanie with this. I know we're grieving. But I've lost my brother, so I'm just going to come out and say it. He deserved better. That service was totally rushed. The priest didn't even know his name. But that was the only time slot that they had left. Where were the boys? They've been through enough. Well, I'm sorry the service wasn't to your liking. <coughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I just... I just the felt priest like... didn't know his name? The priest didn't know his name. I mean, I love that she's like, this was the only time slot. I'm like, is this a COVID test? What are the time slots? But I will say this, though. I wouldn't have brought a two and a four-year-old to the funeral either. No. You don't bring children to a funeral like that. No, I think that's correct. I think that's correct. Okay, good. I was like, am I crazy? Am I a Melanie McGuire? Because I was like, because it's like, obviously they should know what's happening. And those but like, you know, for kids to sit through that, like, cause I remember being a child sitting through a funeral and I was even like, I was like six years old. And even I was like, I don't understand what's happening. You know what I mean? And I was like, why is everybody crying? And it was just like, and then my mom was like upset. And it's like, no one needs me here with this energy. <laughs> me being like, why is everyone crying? No, like, and two is like a baby still, yeah, you know, like they're not even potty trained. So it's like, what? Anyway. But Cindy's pissed. So the next time we see Melanie, she's keeping up with her affair. Don't you worry about that. And the cops are watching her because they get a picture of them kissing outside of the motel. And it's like, I don't understand. There's people with affairs. They always get caught. It's like, why can't you just make out inside the motel? I know. Don't be outside. I know. But then they basically take that picture to the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think is so funny. Because they're just like, Dr. Miller. Detective Stanion, Woodbridge Police Department. You have a minute? What's this about? I just have a few questions about Melanie McGuire. Melanie. It's Dr. Scott's nurse, mostly. He may be better qualified to assist you. I don't think so, doctor. And then they, like, show him the picture, and they're like, no, we think you know her. And it's like, he cannot even maintain the lie. And now he's on the hook. And they're like, we're going to use you to get some information. Again, most complicated side piece in history. Yeah. So um, now we're back at the prosecutor's office and our beloved Wendy says, where are we on motive? Listen to this. Anything more, Terry? Uh, We don't need more. We've got a lover. The oldest story in a murderous spouse book. Except there's no evidence Dr. Miller planned to divorce his wife. Maybe she hoped he would. Or maybe it's something bigger. Bigger? Deeper. When Melanie was four, her dad ditched the fam for a brand new life in California, then promptly died of liver cancer. What, that made her a sociopath? Uh, Maybe not sociopath, but everyone has triggers. Okay. Well, I I mean, they've got a lot of evidence at this point. They do, again, because she's not being slick. But I will say this, it's almost so unslick yeah. That it almost feels like maybe it's just a terrible coincidence because if anybody was trying to do anything, they would try to like cover their tracks at all. A little better. A little yeah. bit, you know? Do you ever like search for something on the internet and be like, how's this going to look if I'm framed for a crime? Like, we, I, I'm, mm, 
maybe just me. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying I'm like, I do. I'm like, I'm like, I don't search for stuff that's like crazy. You know what I mean? Like for that kind of very reason of okay. like, don't do the search. Because no, but there's things where I'm like, okay, well, but it's like, you know what? I ain't gonna be doing no crimes. So we gonna be fine. Yeah. So like, I can kind of do, but it's also like, it's just funny because then the, you know, as they're talking about all this stuff, the, you know, the prosecutors are kind of telling their version of things. So now Melody has a body to dispose of. It's early in the morning, the kids are at school. Her folks have agreed to pick them up from school and keep them that night. So now Melody has two days to get Bill into the suitcases and clean up the mess. She did a good job on the house. Perfect, in fact. But she forgot about her shoes. When she dumped Bill's car in AC to throw investigators off her scent, she dragged tiny skin fragments from her butchering all over the floor mats. Uh, I, I don't like skin fragments. It's too too clinical. You know, let's say human sawdust. It just looks so unbelievable to me. Because and hard. Well, this is the thing about it, exactly. First of all, you know, Candace King and uh and Melanie in real life were, you know, a thin, slight woman. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a grown man, dead weight, literally. It is not easy to move that body and then to use a power saw to then chop up that body. And oh you're telling me, you're telling me you don't have a scrap of blood anywhere? Yeah. No way. I mean, she's a nurse, but she ain't that good. Because not at that level. Again, you've cut him up into small pieces if he is mm-hmm. in three suitcases. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he's in three mm-hmm. No way. And even when they're like showing, you know, you get like the footage of it. I'm like, this little girl ain't chopping up nobody. It's like not making sense to me. No, and they said that there was bleach like cleaned. And it's like, yeah, that's just maybe like a nurse doing a deep clean. You know, like I I don't use bleach, but I don't clean my house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next Melanie is dropping her kids off at school. I'm also struck by how like she doesn't seem like stressed. You know, well, like she's yes, not like they're coming the to get me. Like she's just like traveling around, having her affair, dropping the kids off, and she gets arrested at Kinder Castle, <laughs> the school slash daycare. And I'm like, that is messed up. Melanie McGuire, put your hands on your head and place your fingers. Do you have any weapons on you? No. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, I'll provide one for you. You understand these rights you've just heard. Let's go. So messed up. We see the little boy staring from the fence. And it's like, I don't think this probably happened in real life. But y'all pulled up at Kinder Castle and put cuffs on her. I don't know about that. I know. I know. It's totally, totally insane. When she gets to her bail hearing, the judge sets her bail at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars so it's like yeah you might as well tuck in you ain't going nowhere which i thought was crazy and then melanie's parents are watching her sons but then child services shows up and takes them away and basically like give the boys to auntie which is like to the aunt which is like oh my god and this judge is just like not having it listen to this Given the extraordinary gravity of the criminal action against you and given the allegations of child neglect by family members through their counsel, the court has no choice but to revoke custody. So at this time, the court hereby assigns emergency sole guardianship to Jack and Jason's aunt, Miss Cindy Lagash. 
Next case. Well, remember like what Melanie said too? She was like, the kids don't even know you. Exactly. You know, like exactly. I don't get why they can't stay with their grandparents who they're used to. That's that doesn't make any sense. Is it because they think maybe they could be a part of the crime too? And it's like we can't have these kids with like accessories to murder or something? I don't know. I know what you mean, but I think that like they would have cleared them of that by now. Right? You know what I mean? They would have looked into those people. And yeah. I don't think they would have had it. I think it it could, I mean, it could have been the situation where then Melanie can't stay with her family while the kids are there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she may have to just like go get a motel, one of her favorite motels or something. But <laughs> this is what <laughs> she's probably got. She's probably got motel points. She's at this definitely point. got motel points. Because I will say this is the thing when you said you're like, she's acting too chill. The first thing her dumbass should have done was put the affair on hold. Okay. And even Brad yeah. says, he's like, if you would like to take a break. And she's like, no, it's like, Y'all need some distance right now because <laughs> that's motive. Unfortunately, exactly. you know, like exactly. that is someone is cheating. It's like we watch Dateline. That is why they kill. Exactly. Even when hot Brad doesn't want to be with you. Exactly. Um, and I'm calling him hot Brad out of respect. OK, so <laughs> speaking of, we see her on the phone with him. Um, she is still maintaining her innocence. She's not getting to see her kids. I've even watched TV. They know about us. <sighs> it's all over the news. Charlie's not talking to me. No surprise there. Laura May fired me today. Brad, I'm so sorry. The detectives called me. They want to meet with me again. About what? For something that didn't happen? I know. Um, yeah, they're just trying to scare me. They said... On the day you bought the gun, we were on the phone for 100 minutes. <laughs> you know what that looks like. Well, we did nothing wrong. Well, you tell me, right? I mean, if you had anything to do with what happened to Bill, you'd tell me. I already have. Just say it again. On my children's lives a thousand times over, absolutely nothing. I know. I know. And then he's kind of like prying and we realize why, because he is recording the call and working for the prosecution. Can you believe? Can you believe? Hot Brad has turned. I know. But she really, she made it. She's like, I couldn't, I, I didn't do it. I swear on my children's life. Like she's really serious about it. And so it's like, well, all right. But then again, I mean, for someone who's been so foolish up until now, at least she had the common sense to not be like, oh yeah, I did. Cause it's like, what are you right. talking about? Like, yeah. Then we cut to three months later. Melanie is out on bail. She is back to working at the diner she was at before, okay? And she gets a call from, now she has some new lawyers. They're fancy lawyers that obviously, like, Celine has hooked her up with. And, like, you know, she's like, I don't know how I'm going to pay you. And they're like, we'll figure it out. And you can tell these lawyers, I'm like, okay, you're hoping for a book deal out of this. You know what I mean? Uh Like, you don't take on someone for free. You're like, this is high profile. We can get something out of it. And as she is telling them her version of what happened, we're getting a play-by-play of the argument that happened the night that they last saw each other. And listen to this. Take me to the last time you saw Bill McGuire. Um, well, we had just closed on the Warren County house. I was ecstatic. Bill, not so much. But I was determined to celebrate. So I opened up a nice bottle of wine. We finished it. But it didn't relax Bill at all. God damn it! It's unbelievable. Bill. Bill. 
many times have I said, I don't want to see dryer sheets in this house. They're for lazy people. You ever heard of fabric softener? Your problem is you don't listen. How many times did I say, I don't want this house. $500,000 is going to wreck us. He then proceeds to make her eat the dryer sheet. Yeah, he gags her with a dryer sheet. Um, I did not know that dryer sheets were seen as a lazy person's tool. I actually <laughs> find them to be quite advanced. Um, and I was not using dryer sheets. And then CJ is a dryer sheets guy. And I thought maybe I was lazy because I was not using dryer sheets. <laughs> but I just love this dryer sheet like plot point. Again, it's so insane that it has to be real. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is like when you're th- when you're making up stories and you're making up a fight, him forcing dryer sheets in your mouth. Because here's my other question too: Where's Marcy at all this? Okay, because if you're telling yeah. me that I've gone to Good jail, point. we got to call because Marcy was re- willing to show up the first time and tell you he was trash. Where's yeah. Marcy? We need to have Marcy taking the stand. Marcy needs to be here for the defense. Mm-hmm. We need ex-wife Marcy. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. And uh, the lawyer, fancy um, lawyer who does kind of look like a knockoff Michael Imperioli. We got to yes. get him to find Marcy. Exactly. Um, but also sidebar, the other lawyer who's working with him is named Stephen Toronto. That's it. I thought it was very this. funny. I mean, Makes I no want sense. Stephen Toronto to meet Detective Stallion <laughs> for us to <laughs> make a cartoon. Um, okay, so she does offer up. She's like, um, maybe he owed the mob money. He did, was a gambling addict in Atlantic City, which is right. like death capital of New Jersey. I mean, people definitely go there to, quote unquote, take a drive. So um, she offers up like that that could be something else that's happening. Um, and then the her lawyer is like, yes, unfortunately, the prosecutor's <laughs> of your easy pass records and uh, listen to this. Just so we're clear, that's another two hours in the cab. For a total of four hours, the combined fare is close to what? $500? Yeah. For a prank? For my hide car revenge? Yes. I mean, I'd done it before. <laughs> I could tell you a better story, but it wouldn't be true. You also called Easy Pass Billing to try to get the charges erased on this trip. Right. After they started investigating me, I was worried how it'd make me look. No kidding. Steven, let's remember. They have the burden of proof, not us. Their story has to be perfect, not hers. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, look, the lies come quick. You got to say to her, the last come quick. All right. And she sticks to them. She sticks to them. (laughs) Um, Now we're in the trial. Um, They're basically, their defense is like, listen, she's a good gal. She's never done anything, which, you know, sometimes works. I don't know why their defense wasn't more of like, there's no physical evidence. Thank you. Um, How do you dismember somebody? You ain't got a speck of blood. Right. And they do play the tape um, of Brad where she basically is like, no, I didn't do it. So it's like that works for her. Then we're in closing remarks. Those recordings only exonerate my client. They show the true, the unguarded Melanie McGuire. Imperfect? Yes. Seeking refuge from a cruel and violent husband. But a depraved killer? No way. Never. So let's be done with all this. We can grieve the victim 
and we absolutely should. But members of the jury, I ask you, end this persecution of an innocent woman. Melanie McGuire is not guilty of this crime. Allow her to get on with her life. Allow her to go home to her children. Thank you. Then they are bringing up the toxicology report, which, yes, does say that, like, he had the date rate drug in his system, which yeah. does seem weird. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty compelling. Listen to this. I got to be honest. Keeping up with the defendant's fantastical account over the past two years has been a full-time job. But thankfully... She can't lie her way out of DNA. Can't spin the human sawdust she tracked into Bill's car after cutting him to pieces. You need nothing more to convict her, but there's even more. And you have it in abundance, starting with the fact that there was no fight. In the early hours of April 28, 2004, there was no fight. No, Bill never sped off in his car. No, instead, he lay in a stupor. From the chloral hydrate that the autopsy found in his bloodstream. Incapacitated by the date rape drug that Melanie used to poison him. What happened next took two days and it it is not for the faint of heart okay okay and for some reason after all this her lawyer is certain she will be acquitted so they're drowning in reasonable doubt acquittal no question and i said did you hear wendy malik yeah she painted a picture for you honey she told them the truth and this is where again babe Babe, the easy pass. You gotta get rid of the easy pass. I know, I okay. know. And we see her make another questionable decision, even with the trial out on jury deliberations, because she is sitting Ugh. down to do an interview. Hello, a TV interview. Um, which I'm I'm guessing did happen in real life. Um, her parents are watching from another room, and we honestly get the impression that even her parents have turned on her at this point. Because, like, they're, well, they're watching her, like, Cindy, Mleh. right? Because yeah. they're watching Cindy talking outside of the courthouse, which is like on the first day of deliberations, while downstairs, Melanie is talking to like, I don't know, like a um a black, black Diane, Diane Sawyer. Sawyer. Oh my Megan, gosh. This is why I've we are you. back. This is back. why I've missed you. And you know what? I was like, we're not clicking on all cylinders. We'll get back there, you know? And then <laughs> I, I mean, it's on me. I'm ordering lunch. I'm like, my mom's <laughs> texting me about Airbnbs. There's just like my boobs are. But when we said, oh, black Diane Sawyer, we're back. We're Sorry. Back. We're back. Okay. Um. So, you know, who's not back is <laughs> Melanie in the real world, because we cut to the courtroom. The jury has reached their verdict. Mr. Foreman, how do you find us to the count of the indictment charging Melanie McGuire with the murder of William McGuire? on or about April 28, 2004, in the jurisdiction of Woodbridge, Middlesex County, New Jersey. We, the jury, find Melanie McGuire 
guilty on all charges. <laughs> wow. And honey, everybody's crying. Aunt Cindy's crying with relief. Brad is crying in frustration. Melanie crying for missing her kids. And then we see a title pop up saying that Melanie was given the maximum sentence allowed in New Jersey, which is life. And she will be eligible for parole when she is 101 years old. And she maintains her innocence. Well, honey, I don't know. This one was like one where we really did, you know, they took us inside of Melanie. Right. And through the POV of like Bill being trash. Mm -hmm. Does that mean he should have been packed up in Kenneth Cole bags? No. No, no, but, but <laughs> perhaps she was a woman abused and a woman pushed to the brink. And you know what? Thank God we have some people we can talk to who know the real, who have researched the case because we need them, honey. We have got Carrie Ipema and Quinlan Posner, hosts of the brand new Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime. They dive into the real story of these crimes, honey, and they have looked into all of this. They know the Melanie McGuire story. And quite honestly, we need them. Let's let's get to them right now because I have so many questions. Okay, now we have special, special guests. Can you even believe, Megan? I'm so excited to have these murder-obsessed gals. <laughs> we have the hosts of the brand new Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime. Carrie and Quinlan are here. Yay! <laughs> hey, girls. Hey. Oh, hi, hi, hi. Thanks so much for having us. Wow, our sister podcast. <gasps> sister, sister, yeah. sister. Yeah. <laughs> How much I missed her. <laughs> um, okay, so Crime of a Lifetime is a great title for this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, uh, and and your podcast is focusing in on all of the true crimes that Lifetime makes these incredible films about. Now Okay, Megan and I kind of felt like the movie was pretty sympathetic towards Melanie, right? We get this sense of, you know, that Bill is, you know, he's a gambler, he's a cheater, he's violent, he has an ex-wife who'll come to your door and say, get out, get out, get out, you know? Now, you guys know the real case, you know, you have the true tea. Was this accurate? It felt to me like I was really like, where did you get all these details that made it so that you understood where Melanie was coming from? I mean, I love that question. I really do. I think... I mean, I think in the research that we did, it felt a little bit more even Steven. It felt uh-huh. like they uh-huh. both are these imperfect people. And I think it makes you a little bit less sympathetic towards Melanie mm-hmm. when okay. you know yeah. the full story. Yeah. If you look at uh, also real depictions of her, I would say her smile was 40 watt max. Mm. <laughs> yes. so it was yeah, very was generous in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> The casting did seem, I was like, wow, I'd love to see who Lifetime would pick to play me. You know? I know. I I love that, though, because you know that's what they have to do. You know what I mean? The hot, we need the hottest version of this person for a Lifetime. Because Lifetime is kind of like soap operas, right? So everyone's hot. And I was like, that's amazing for Candace King to be coming through with this brunette hair. Yeah. Playing this woman who, you know, as Quinn has said, has a 40 watt max, you know? And it's also like, probably like, what do you call it? Like energy efficient, even. Yeah. Even Mm -hmm. LED, LED, LED for sure. And so give us some of the tidbits you guys know, you gals um, know about this crime that maybe we're not in the film because 
Yeah, they kept saying a townhouse, and I was like, I thought we were in a house house. You know, there were there were yeah. there were there were curveballs coming out. The where, yeah, the where is a book. big question. The where is a really big question. <laughs> I mean, I think I mean the thing that we talked about yesterday that I think is maybe the craziest is Quinn is the fertility story, right? Do we feel like that's crazy? Yeah, yeah. Give so it to us. I think definitely. Um, in the movie, uh, we don't see anything like this, but apparently. She got off birth control and started as a nurse taking fertility drugs because she really wanted to get pregnant. And this is before they're married without Bill's knowledge. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. And they don't tell okay. us that part? I know. No, right? no, 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 they do not. I even flagged um, when we were watching it. She goes, we weren't even trying. And I'm like, bitch, you're a fertility nurse. Like, you know how this <laughs> Don't you know works. how this works? Wait, she said yeah. we weren't even trying in the movie. Yes. Isn't that when yeah. she brings a sonogram to the wedding and has <laughs> yes. it on her person for some reason? Yes. Yes. And she also is like, I'm seven weeks. The stress isn't fitting. And I'm like, honestly, at seven weeks, you're like, not I showing. Was pu- yep. I was puking so much that it was like a pretty good bod. Totally. Um, but <laughs> and your boobs look amazing at yeah, seven I, weeks. Right. I, I I know pregnancy affects everyone differently. Right. 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 Um, right. OK, so that's an interest. Yeah. So that. No, we, that was not in the film. <laughs> that, was, that was not depicted in the film. Also, I mean, in our research, we kind of have that he had a business partner that's alluded to. We don't have anything that he's like making back, you know, alley deals with like right, cash exchange right, right, right. in the car, yeah. which feels like it's leading you down the path of like, ah, oh, the mafia. Right? right. It's like, yeah, that's definitely who did it. Where right. in our research, that wasn't something that we see. He actually was listed. What was it at the Trump Taj Mahal? He was like listed as a high Ra- highly ranked gambler. Who's yeah. a ranked right. gambler there? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, cool. and, and from a tip from Bill McGuire, RIP to you, his deal was he would spend 20 minutes at the table and then he would leave. And that Great. was it, whether he was okay. up or down. So now I'm anyone, on both side. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So I just wanted to give you guys a tip. It seemed to be sort of working for him. Also, sorry, this is another one. It wasn't Melanie who wanted the house, it was Bill. What? Oh. Well, this changes everything. Okay. Doesn't yeah. it? Dun, dun. Okay. Now, you know, you've both mentioned, you know, in our research, you know, and uh, Quinn, can you talk to me a little bit? When we talk about, you know, what you guys are doing with this pod, what this research is, you know, do you have a producer being like, okay, I need you to go to the archives. I need you to pull up a microfiche. You know, are you guys deep diving on Reddit threads? What is this kind of looking like as you're finding this information? We put on really, really thick glasses okay, first absolutely. things mm-hmm. first. Absolutely. And we get out the microfiche and we're going through. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I love those. Yes, the librarians coming by yes. being like, Miss, you've been here all day. And I'm like, right. I can do my work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're closing in 10. And you're like, I can't. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. We do a pretty, uh, a pretty aggressive deep dive. We have, um, you know, our whole team looking into it, I would say. Uh, for team? Episode. Oh, yes. Wow. This is a huge wow. Oh, yeah. We got, yeah, we got a picture of swim team. It's a lot of a us. researcher? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want, as sisters, I want to be honest, um, Naomi and I do almost nothing. Um, <laughs> well, well, wait, well, well, you do have to watch the screener. You do no, have we to watch, watch the screener. Film. What we yeah. like to do is pull up IMDb and mm. see what other movies the people have been in and tell the listeners when they were their hottest. Um, and that's <laughs> oh, kind of that's what a Megan's per, that's Megan's <laughs> wow. um, responsibility largely. I gotta tell uh, you, that's generous. That's really generous. That we you guys, thank you for I mean, your wow. service. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a form of research <laughs> in a way, but it's really just listening to my body. <laughs> now, have you both always been into true crime? I mean, it's obviously a fad. Nothing is bigger than cauliflower and true crime right now. Mm-hmm. So how how did you step into this seductive They're and two scary white world. women. What do you mean? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you They're for pointing out the obvious. two white women of a certain age. This is Thank how you, you get into true crime. White girl catnip. Hello. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. We followed a trail of breadcrumbs <laughs> of just like death, murder. To a dead body, right. You followed dead the trail. Body. What's your favorite true crime? <gasps> oh. You Isn't know, that, up? that was a pause. We're speechless. Well, I don't yeah. know. I do have to say that my four-year-old likes to talk a lot about death with me and what happens wow. when you die right now, <laughs> which oh, is a no. conversation that's super comfortable and fun to have. And when I think about death and have those feelings that make you feel really scared, I comfort myself by thinking, I think in death, I will know who killed John Bonet. And so today I get, I don't like to think that I'm getting closer to death. I like to think that I'm getting closer to knowing. Wow. Wow. Now that's a glass half full. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, and it was obviously the brother. Um, Controversial. 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 (laughs) Quinn and I actually don't, I don't, I mean, I don't want to speak. I'm with you. I don't, I don't think it's the brother. I don't think it was the brother. I think it's an intruder. Yes, Absolutely. You think yes. it's an intruder? Have, yes, yes. Yes. I have so many feelings about this. I actually just had a conversation with a friend the other day about this. I have so many feelings. Wow. <laughs> I may be biased because the brother went to the same college as me. Go on. <laughs> so Wait, you think was he's he... murderous? So yeah. I'm like, Well, listen. he smiles. He does. Listen, there's yeah. a smile on that guy's face where you're like, did you kill someone? Hundred watt. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to collect as many distinguished alumni as possible. Um, and so, okay, oh, sure. all right. So Jean Benet. Now, Carrie, what is what is? Are you a helter skelter? Where do you where do you Probably, fall? No, uh, I'm trying to think of what my favorite one is. It's hard. I think I like the ones that are twist and turny. I researched a case a long time ago and I'm going to forget her name, but the story stayed with me, like truly Mm -hmm. stayed with me. And it was this woman who was, had a black market of selling children. Uh, And she would, um, she would go to these low income places and she would befriend these mothers, these single mothers. And she would be with them when they gave birth. So dark. I'm so sorry. We're really bringing it down a level, but she would tell the mother that their child died. (gasps) And when the mother would say, can I please see the child? She would say, I'm so sorry. We already buried it. We already disposed of it. When in Mm, fact, she would adopt that child to rich families across Mm -hmm. the U S and this happened. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get the numbers incorrect, but that's potentially hundreds to thousands of children that this happened to. Yes. So to me, like what, what I love about true crime one, I mean, I could talk about it for a long time, which thank God we have our own podcast. But I, what I love about it, one is I think as women we're taught to be so fearful of our surroundings constantly, like mm-hmm. from a very young age, did you all get that chain email from your mother? Yes. That's like, if there is an unmarked white van, go yes. on the passenger side. And, and also like a cop yes. and also someone's going to slit your yes. Achilles. Yes. And also, yeah. yes. Or yeah. if there's a baby crying outside your door, do not yeah. open yes. door. Don't open like, the door for a woman even because she yes. could be working yep. with a man. She's working yes. with a man. Yeah. She's working mm-hmm. with a man. And it's one of those things that I think we're constantly taught to be so fearful of our surroundings. And I think by exploring true crime, 
it weirdly calms your nerves or anxieties about it. Cause you're like, if I learn as much. Yes. About it, you think you're going to be able to keep yes. an eye out. And mm-hmm. it's you totally think that by learning this stuff. Yes. yes, yes, yes. It's yes, how I yes, feel yes. about yes. sharks. I'm terrified of sharks, but I love to learn about them because they're fascinating. I'm like, well, I punched the nose and I stuck out yeah. there. I stuck you got to get their eye. eye. Yeah. You got to put <laughs> a finger yeah. in an eye. Exactly. Finger in an know. eye. Oh, so it's no. like, but I, but I also do think that like, you know, in exploring these true crime stories is we want to highlight the victims. We want to, you know, make sure their names are remembered yeah. and who they were. And I think that's something we feel, or I feel very, I feel very attached to is kind of remembering these people that are lost to these horrific crimes. Honestly, before DNA, before 1994, how did you catch it was anybody? Unsolvable. Okay, like literally, like somebody just like moved to another neighborhood, and they're like, they died. We have no record. Yeah. We don't know their name. Yeah, and it's like you could just make a new identity. I don't know, just go an hour away, and now you're a brand new person, and no one knows anything. It's also totally. crazy how much these like Ancestry.com or these like DNA websites are solving all these crimes. I was watching um, the documentary called Our Father. Yes. That was oh, about yeah. the fertility doctor. Yeah, yeah the doctor said, who left him pregnant. Uh, and I'm from so Indianapolis wild. and I'm like, oh my God, I bet I know some of his kids. Like if yeah. there's totally. that many kids in that area and like kids... Are, like siblings are marrying siblings. And Could it's you like, imagine he being on a dating app during that? Being like, oh, is that my brother? Is that my, is brother? That my brother? He would have fully you my gotten brother? away with it, as would the um the Golden State killer. Like all of yeah. these killers would have would have gone, walked totally free for the rest of their lives if people weren't like, How white am I? Um and <laughs> totally now and we solve crimes. Totally. And I also think too, it's there's so many serial killers. There's people that have committed just like mass atrocities. And they've preyed on, you know, oppressed groups and have gotten away with mm-hmm. it because there's been no attention to it. And so there's people that have just walked scot-free yeah. doing heinous things. And so those are cases that we're interested in. You know, it's about, yeah, it's about sort of putting a light on these stories that I think have two folds. I think they weirdly make us feel less, less anxious. Mm-hmm. But in addition, I think it's just, you know, putting a spotlight on these victims who are lost. Yeah. Now, speaking of true crime, leave us um, with a little tidbit about the next crime you're going to cover. I believe her name is Pearl Lusk, which is a gorgeous name. So I can't wait to hear what she did. Oh, I think I know. We're obsessed with Pearl Lusk, like truly obsessed. Yeah, I don't have much to give away, but um, we're talking uh, in the 40s. Pearl Lusk uh, meets a man on a subway. Uh, We've all been there. Mm -hmm. Carrie and I live in in Brooklyn. And he asks her out for a drink. And uh, she says no. But when she sees him again, it feels kismet. And they do go out for that drink. And he tells her he's a he's a private eye. And he um, he needs to hire her for some help. And everything uh, is not what it seems in the story. There are twists. Mm. There are turns. And Pearl ends up unwittingly uh, committing a pretty heinous crime. Wow. See? See? And that's why I don't like to talk to men on subways. Once I met a man (laughs) who, you know, because this is the problem. This is what happens Um, as uh, someone from New York City. Megan also lived in New York. You know, sometimes you be trying to get home. That F train go out of service. Next thing you know, you're talking to a Greek man named Yorgos (laughs) Brachnos. And he's out of his damn mind. Oh, I've met Yorgos. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, he didn't convince you to murder anyone. And so you're, I mean, I hate to say better than Pearl, but better. Um, (laughs) 
Okay, Quinn and Carrie, it has been so nice to meet you. I'm so excited to to be listening and to be following along to see what Lifetime does with these stories and then for you to give us the the real the research. Yes, the research. Yeah, the research, the true tea. Thank you guys for visiting us. Thanks Thank for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, honestly, you know, I love them. I'm letting them into my hearts. Mm-hmm. I think you can say that I stand Carrie and Quinn. All right. Yep. So go listen, subscribe, rate, five stars, all the things for Crime of a Lifetime. Now, for the next two weeks, we have something very special for you. If you have not already heard the bonus episode that dropped yesterday featuring wild horses, go listen because they have some fun with choice scenes from the infamous V.C. Andrews story, Flowers in the Attic. And you're going to want to listen to that because next week they'll be back with yet another movie, the sequel to Flowers in the Attic, Petals on the Wind. Okay. The next week they'll bring to you scenes from a brand new V.C. Andrews story. Who was writing these? I mean. Flowers in the Attic of the Origin. It's all about the backstory to the grandmother who we all know locks her grandchildren in an attic. Oh, no. The four-part series looks at how and why she became the cruel grandmother she was. Okay, so it's like a Cruella. Oh, It's like a Joker, an origin story. Okay, got it, got it. And we need it. We need it. We do. So put it in your calendars. July 9th, 8 p.m. Watch the premiere of part one in the series, The Marriage. Oh, Megan, we got a lot to do. I'm so glad you're back. We're going to be going into origins, blast from the past. We're now adding improvisation. Oh, my God, honey. Well, I'm going to let you go pump some breast milk. Yeah. And and get your lunch. (laughs) And I'm going to go take a nap. No, I'm so jealous. I need more espresso. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Bye, lovers. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Julie Magruder and Aisha Jordan. With Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? (laughs) It feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.